WFNU is a volunteer-run station made up of many different community voices. Each program expresses one aspect of that diversity, not the views of WFNU or FNA as a whole. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to 651 Sports Update, uh, 94.1 FM, WFNULP, St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio. Welcome back. We have a lot to get to. State tournaments and section winners have been announced. Who is going to state? Well, we'll get you caught up on all of that information. Uh, now, today we would normally have Eric Erickson in studio. You remember Eric, right? Exclusively on 651 Sports Update. It's Mr. Como Park, Eric Erickson. WFNULB 94.1 FM in St. Paul. Yes, that Eric Erickson. He is unavailable today. He had other commitments, but he did send in some tidbits and shout-outs this week, so we will get to those. He also sent his team of the month as well as his pro pick. If you want more information on this show, just head over to Facebook and like us and give us a like. You can also visit our, uh, this website, 651sports.com. If you want information on WFNU, just visit us at WFNU.org, and you can like us on Facebook there as well. Later on in the show, I will give you some information on a pancake fundraiser we are having uh, next week. All right, so let's get to it. Let's get you caught up on what has been going on because we have quite a bit. We're going to start off in softball. Some big news in softball. St. Agnes in Section 4-2A was seeded number one, and they got off to a hot start in that section tournament. The Aggies won their first game, 18-zip over Humboldt, and then they won 7-2 over St. Croix Prep in the next round, uh, but they suffered a setback against Concordia Academy. Since its double elimination, though, St. Agnes was faced with a lose-and-go-home situation throughout the rest of the tournament. They took on St. Croix Prep once again and won 7-2. So what did that set up? Another showdown with Concordia Academy on Thursday. If they win, they force the final game on Friday. Kind of deja vu from last year. Yesterday, uh, that was yesterday. If they lose, they are done. Here are the results from Thursday's game. It was St. Agnes 10, Concordia Academy 7. And these stats are from AggiesAthletics.com. St. Agnes had 18 hits in that game. Three Aggies had three hits apiece. Those players were Lily Hafner, Bailey Larkin, and Gemma Rossini. 
three players also had two hits each, and those players were Annie Naughton, Maria Gutzman, and K.K. Lewis. Gemma Rossini also got the W on the mound, so that set up uh, the third matchup in as many years for the right to go to state on Friday. Yesterday it was St. Agnes 10, Concordia Academy 9. The Aggies are going back to state for a second year in a row. Congratulations, ladies. Uh, the game was uh, pretty tight throughout. Uh, they did take uh, the Aggies took a three nothing lead in the bottom of the first, uh, and Concordia Academy came back and took the lead for a little bit at four to three. And in the uh, next inning, the St. Agnes Aggies had a couple of sacrifice flies uh, and got the lead back at five to four. The final, like we said, was ten to nine. Back and forth game throughout. A hard-fought game as well. Very competitive. A lot of fun to be at. Uh, I was there taking some pictures, and uh, a photo gallery will be up at 651sports.com sometime in the next week or so. Uh, We have other state events going on, so uh, we will be having uh, a couple of photo galleries coming up at 651sports.com. So be on the lookout for that. Even though the year is wrapping up, we will have some Uh, new content for you to look at on the website in baseball we will start with highland park in section 33a highland faced st thomas academy last saturday and lost 4-0 the scots only mustered four hits in that game paul idstrom went two for three for the scots that put the scots in a lose and go home situation of their own they played richfield on monday and won 10 zip in five innings jack dombrock went three for three and two rbi nick luckin pitched five scoreless innings in that game on thursday they took the field against simley but lost 11 to 1 and i was not able to find any stats reported on that game so that ends the season for the highland park scots baseball team um and i just want to say congratulations to them and i what a wonderful season we'll catch up with them next spring as far as baseball goes at johnson in section 42a Johnson had already played two games last week, and they went one and one. So on Tuesday, Johnson played Trinity and won eight zip. Teddy uh, Wilipski went three for four. Carl Fish and Blade Pograba each scored three runs, and that set up a game against St. Agnes yesterday. But before we get to that, I want to tell you how St. Agnes uh, did and how they got to where they were against Johnson. The Aggies also started their Section 4-2A play uh, last week and won both games. This week they played Minnehaha Academy on Thursday and lost 3-zip. No stats were kept for uh, St. Agnes, or I should say they weren't reported for St. Agnes in that game. So then yesterday, Johnston and St. Agnes squared off in a win and move uh, with the win. Oh, we just bait. Sorry, we uh, temporarily lost power in the studio there. Quite a flicker. Um, So where were we? Okay, the Governors came out on top in a close game. The score was 8-7. No stats were reported for either team. Johnson will play today at the Healthy Sports Center in Woodbury against New Life Academy at 7 p.m. And for Harding... On Thursday, Harding played Fridley in Section 4, 3A playoffs. They fall 14-zip in five innings and will play today at 4.30 against De La Salle at Parade Stadium in Minneapolis. 
Como Park also on Thursday in Section 4-3A. Como Park lost 10-zip to St. Anthony Village. The Cougars will face Central at noon at Tony Stone Stadium. And also uh, for Central, uh, they played Matamidi on Thursday and lost 7-5. Central was ahead 3-zip until the bottom of the third. Matamidi scored 1 in the third and 2 in the fourth. Central took the lead back by scoring one in the fifth and one on the top of the sixth, but Matamidi scored four more in the bottom of the sixth and held on to win. As mentioned above, Central will play Como Park today. And of course, those games are weather permitting as we have some weather heading off here, uh, or coming into here, I should say, uh, sometime afternoon. So uh, be sky aware. And uh, if it looks like a downpour, chances are those games will be rescheduled. In golf, we have uh, section tournaments kicked off for them as well. On Tuesday, it was the Section 4-3A tournament. In the first round, it was Stillwater, Matamidi, White Bear Lake, Tartan, Highland Park, Cretan, Central, North St. Paul, and Minneapolis South was an incomplete score. Uh, Your first day leaders were Benedict Corbin of Stillwater, and Kohler Janik of Stillwater. They both shot a 74. St. Paul individuals that qualified for the second round were Jack uh, Branby, Lee Frolick, Wilson Gillespie uh, of uh, Highland Park, Otto Emmings of Central, Gabe Maddock of Highland, uh, Ricardo Martinez of Central, Billy Wengler of Highland, and Miles Jarrett of Central. On Thursday in Section 4-3A in the final round, uh, the only player to qualify for the state tournament is Jack Branby of Highland Park. He shot a 78 in the first round and 84 in the second for a total of 162. Uh, So congratulations to him. We will be following him uh, through next week. And qualified for the second round but did not qualify for state was Lee Froelich, Gabe Maddock, Billy Wengler, Wilson Gillespie uh, of Highland, Ricardo Martinez, Otto Emmings, and Miles Jarrett of Central. In girls golf on Tuesday was the Section 4-3A tournament, and this is how the teams finished. Visitation, Hill Murray, Blake, St. Croix Lutheran, St. Anthony, Holy Angels Academy, New Life Academy, North Branch, Totino Grace, Minneapolis Edison, De La Salle was incomplete, Highland or Humboldt was incomplete, and St. Paul Academy was also incomplete. Your first day leaders were J.C. Rhodes of Visitation and Nina Steigoff of Hill Murray. They both shot an 81. The St. Paul individual that qualified for the second round was Atah Pa of Humboldt in Section 4-3A the tournament in the first round. It was Matamidi, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, Cretan Durham Hall, Tartan, Highland Park, North St. Paul, and Central was incomplete. Your first day leader was Maddie Simon of Matamidi. Your St. Paul individual that qualified for the second round was Iana Hutchinson of Central, who shot an 86. On Thursday in the 4-3A tournament in the final round, uh, the St. Paul individual that qualified for the second round but not for state was Atah Paw of Humboldt. On Friday in the 4-3A tournament, uh, we did have one individual that qualified for the state tournament, and that was Iana Hutchinson of Central. She shot an 86 in the first round and 85 in the second eh, for a total of 171. So we have two golfers to watch in the state golf tournament next week. In tennis, on Tuesday in the Section 4 2A individual competition, 
uh, St. Paul Centr- uh, St. Paul Schools uh, that qualified to the semi-round. In the semifinals was uh, Bjorn Swenson of Monsview defeating Riley Eddins of Central. Petro Alex of Moundsview defeated Ashton Atasoro of Harding. In the third place match, it was Riley Eddins of Central defeating Ashton Atasaro of Harding. In the true second place match, it was Petro Alex of Monsview defeating Riley Eddins of Central. In the doubles in the semifinals, it was Ji Lee and Tu Ji Zhang of Harding defeating Danny Zamza, <coughs> excuse me, Zamao or Zamo and Kenneth Diao of Moundsview. In the championship, it was Michael uh, Cow and Christ- Christino Alex of Moundsview. They defeated Ji Lee and Tu Ji Zhang of Harding. Uh, this is from Eric. He sends a shout out to the Harding tennis players Ji Lee and Tao. Gurjong, both seniors who advanced to state. They finish second in the section. Top two teams from each section advance to form the state brackets of 16 double teams competing for the title. They will play June 7th at the U of M Tennis Center. In section 3-2A individual competition, uh, we have in singles in the semifinals, Maxim Zagreb Belny of Egan defeated Charlie Weil of Highland Park. In the third place, it was Elias uh, Ramirez of Eastridge defeating Charlie Weil of Highland Park. Uh, And that is what we have for tennis. We have a doubles team to watch for next week. In boys lacrosse on Wednesday, it was a section four playoffs. The Bobcats lost 10-zip to Tartan. And in girls lacrosse on Wednesday as well in the section three playoffs, Eastridge defeated the Bobcats 20-3. Over to track and field, which uh, the section meets got underway as well. On Thursday, it was a section four two-way finals. The team results were as follows. White Bear Lake, Roseville, Stillwater, Highland Park, Matamidi, Johnson, Washington, Central, Tartan, Creton, Durham Hall, North St. Paul, Harding, Hill Murray, Como Park, Minneapolis, Roosevelt, Humboldt. Your state qualifiers that I know of are Highland Park's Oliver Pauline in the 3,200 meter. And uh, there was also an athlete from Harding as well who qualified in the triple jump. That's on the boys' side. Now on the girls' side in Section 4, 2A, White Bear Lake, Roseville, Stillwater, North St. Paul, Matamidi, Hillmurray, Highland Park Central, Tartan, Creton, Durham, Washington, Como Park, Johnson, Harding, Humboldt, Minneapolis, Roosevelt, and your qualifiers for the state tournament are Molly Manning of Highland Park, who qualified in the 1600 meter and in the 3200 meter. Como Park's Florence Uigenza also qualifies in the 3200 meter race. So we will watch those as well. Um, I should be at uh, the track and field events next week, so we'll get some more photos of those up. Uh, also from Eric, he wants to send his congrats to Central girls track for winning the St. Paul City. Highland had won eight years in a row, but Central edged the Scots this season and claimed the conference crown. Last time uh, to win the city besides Highland was Central in 2009. He wants to make sure that we give credit to John Vosepka and his amazing sports website for making that info so accessible. Uh, He does run a great St. Paul City sports website. Uh, for the high schools was awesome or it is awesome uh the St. Paul Agnes track or the St. Agnes track and field teams uh 
are competing in their section finals today. If you like pancakes and sausage, I want to let you know about a special pancake brunch fundraiser WFNU is having Sunday, June 10th, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. The pancake brunch will be at the Faith Lutheran Church at 499 Charles Avenue in St. Paul. This is the new home of the new WFNU studios and will be kicked off by a ribbon-cutting ceremony with Faith Lutheran Church welcoming WFNU to its new home. In addition to pancakes, turkey sausage, fruit, coffee, milk, and juice, there will be a silent auction, WFNU DJs, and entertainment. Tickets are available for $10 and can be purchased at the door. However, we have a special deal for true Frogtonians and the public. You can get in for a special price of $5 if you mention the secret words true frog. Remember the secret words true frog. That will get you in for $5. That's half price. Join us in celebrating our new home, eating great food, and being entertained. All money raised will go to help run WFNU radio and feeding Frogtown. That's Frogtown's weekly food distribution. The Pancake Fundraising Brunch is Sunday, June 10th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Faith Lutheran Church located at 499 Charles Avenue in St. Paul. Don't forget to say the secret words true frog at the door to get a $10 ticket for only $5. WFNU is part of the Frogtown Neighborhood Association. All right, so there you have it. That's for our pancake breakfast next Sunday. Hopefully you can come in and join us. I also have another uh, announcements of what's going on here at Faith Lutheran Church. There it will be a blood drive on Sunday, July 22nd uh, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, Faith Lutheran Church is located at 499 Charles Avenue in St. Paul. You can call 1-800-RED-CROSS or visit redcrossblood.org and enter the word faith to schedule an appointment. Uh, if you can't make that but still want to schedule uh, blood donation, you can go to redcrossblood.org backslash missing types or you can call 1-800-RED-CROSS 1-800-733-2767 Alright, uh, while we were listening to the promo for the pancake breakfast, um, I realized that our stream may have gone down with the uh, power flicker uh, that we had earlier, earlier in the show so hopefully that's back up uh, if not, uh, this show will be available on podcast on Mixcloud later on today and all the other major podcast platforms uh, that are out there. Uh, so I apologize if you were listening online and got dumped and uh, now you got to listen, uh, just listen to the podcast and you'll get caught up. All right, so now even though Eric is not here, we are going to get into our teams of the month. This is something that Eric and I started a few months back. Uh, where we each highlight a team, uh, one uh, girls team, one boys team, and we tell you a little bit about their accomplishments. And Eric did send one in, and his team of the month is Central Revolution Girls Ultimate Frisbee. Uh, the They are the Twin Cities Conference champions. The total team effort in the championship match versus Moundsview. Central lost to Moundsview in the regular season in a close game in the championship at Harding's Bakken Stadium on a beautiful night in front of over 100 fans. Central pulled away in the second half to win by a score of 12 to seven and earn the title. A sign of improvement during the season and a fun accomplishment. That is Eric's 651 Sports Update Team of the Month. My Team of the Month 
is the boys lacrosse team, the St. Paul Bobcats. They took a big step forward for their program this season. Last year, they had a record of zero wins and seven losses in the regular season and won one game in sections against North St. Paul. This year, their record was 5-5. Five and five. They had 73 goals and 26 assists for a total of 99 points. Owen Jackal led the Bobcats with 25 goals and 3 assists for a total of 28 points. Now, although the Bobcats did not win a section game this year, uh, they did improve over last year, and that is why they are my team of the month. All right, also I wanted to convey some Como Park kudos that Eric sent over uh, to us. And uh, you normally when he is here, we go over some Como Park news. So he gave me a truncated version of what he uh, was going to tell us today if he was here. So uh, first off, we will start with softball winning the St. Paul City Championship with an 11-1 record. It was an amazing accomplishment. Sophomore Bailey Hoopenbecker ended up being the pitcher. Uh, freshman Bella Proper served as catcher. And the defense of juniors and seniors made plays that kept them in games until the bats came alive. Lucas Walton, a senior track star at Como, was the St. Paul City champ in the 300-meter hurdles for the second year in a row. In the section 4-2A meet, Lucas finished ninth in the high jump, fifth in the 110-meter hurdles, and fourth in the 300-meter hurdles. Impressive, impressive all-around showing. He'll study and run track at Bethel next fall. Flora Uigen, Florence Uigenza finished fourth in the 1,600-meter in section four she will run cross country and track at iowa central next fall with her brother innocent and if you've listened to the show last year you know who innocent is uh and in adopted bowling which is an mshsl minnesota state high school league sanctioned activity for physically impaired pi or cognitive cognitively impaired ci students there was uh, Como Park uh, Senior 2000 finished second in the state meets PI division, and Como Sophomore uh, Heiku 2 finished seventh in the CI division. And in CI doubles, Heiku 2 and his brother Senior Sarley 2 finished seventh as well. It's really cool. They had a lot of fun and were rightfully proud of their medals. All right, so we also. Uh, do a pro pick that Eric and I have been doing. Uh, but before I get to that, um, I did see a article, an article I should say, um, online uh, this past week of 10 reasons why high school sports uh, benefit students, which uh, I enjoy. This is from June of last year. It was uh, Grace Chen is the author of this story, and it's from publicschoolreview.com, which is a blog you can find online uh, and uh, in it uh, they explore the many benefits of high school sports offered to students uh, both during the secondary academic years and beyond athletics have been a mainstay of the high school scene for decades today the field has merely expanded encompassing an even greater variety of competitive options for male and female students alike while many students get involved in high school athletics for sheer for the sheer love of the game 
there are significant benefits from these extracurricular activities as well. Uh, we have 10 ways high school sports benefit students, some of which students and parents may not even realize. Community representation. While club sports have become popular, popular pastime for both students and college recruiters, there is still a lot to be said for playing for your high school team. According to Unigos, students who participate in high school sports learn the benefit of representing, representing their community on the field or court. These athletes learn the fun of team rivalries and revel in the praise of a job well done for their school. This feeling of community and honor of representing the home team may run over into college athletics if the student advances in his sport or her sport as well. Fitness. The fitness level of athletes in high school sports programs cannot be underestimated. According to a report from the National Federation of State High School Associations, a 2006 study on female athletes found that when female athletes are giving, given more opportunity to participate in athletics in high school, their weight and body mass improve. A 20, 2001 survey found that students agreed they would not spend as much time in secondary uh, activities with, like watching television and playing video games if they had other options after school. Stu students also suggest that student athletes are less likely to participate in unhealthy or risky behavior when they are playing sports in high school. Improved academics. Survey conducted by the Minnesota State High School League in 2000, 2007 and reported by the NFHS found that the average GPA of a high school athlete was 2.84, while a student who was not involved in athletics had an average GPA of 2.68. The survey also showed that student athletes missed less school than their non-athlete counterparts, with a total of 7.4 days missed and 8.8 .8 days missed respectively. The importance of the three Ps. An article at education.com talks about the three P's student athletes learn that extend beyond the classroom, persistence, patience, and practice. Team members learn that practice is required even when they would prefer to be spending time with friends. They learn the, har the harder they work, the better they perform. They also discover that by never giving up, they are more likely to achieve their goals. These life lessons benefit students long after the high school years, helping them succeed in college and after. Teamwork and cooperation. An article at We Play Moms explains that because everyone is working toward a common goal in team sports, students learn firsthand how their performance impacts the rest of the team. Student athletes must find their place, whether it is to be a leader of the team or to play a supportive role, supporting role. Positive mentors. High school ath athletics are filled with positive mentors from coaches on the sidelines to the leaders on the team. Students learn how to work with a wide range of authority figures to teach them important lessons about hard work, respect, and good sportsmanship. Early experiences with mentors like these help shape student-athletes in positive ways for the rest of their lives. Social relationships. Students who participate in sports often forge close friendships with others on the team. These relationships are essential for mental, emotional, and physical health throughout the high school years. Students bond together over a common passion, and the time they spend together at practice and games builds tight bonds that often last long after high school is over. Leadership skills. As students advance through ranks, 
of the high school team. They learn valuable leadership skills. Senior athletes are expected to encourage younger team members and hold them accountable. The set, they set an example and often provide advice and guidance both on and off the field. Time management. Practice and games take up plenty of students' time, leaving much less for schoolwork and other activities. Athletes must learn time management skills if they are able to get everything finished. One student athlete told Growing Up in Santa Cruz, it definitely helps time management-wise. It affects when I have to do my schoolwork and when I have to practice. And a success mindset. We Play Moms outlines a, the mindset for success that is installed in student-athletes, which includes time management skills, creativity and finding ways to improve, strong focus and concentration development, internal skills for handling pressure, learning when to take risks, taking responsibility for individual performance. These skills go far beyond the sports field or even beyond high school. Student-athletes reap the benefit of their training for the rest of their lives. So that is from publicschoolreview.com, uh, which is a blog uh, about uh, public schools um, I, from all over the country. Uh, like I said, that story was posted uh, last June, about a year ago, June 7th, 12th, uh, last year. Um, so check it out. Hey, if you don't already know about uh, the, how high school sports affects uh, athletes in in school and on the field. Um, I hopefully that uh, article gives you a little bit more perspective. Uh, but chances are, if you're listening to this show, you kind of know already what uh, what it can and can't do for athletes on and off the field. All right, the time is now 10.30. You are listening to 651 Sports Update on WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. This is Mike Resendez, your host. Uh, and Eric Erickson would normally be in here with me, uh, but today he is off on other adventures. Um, and one thing that you do know when he is in here, usually we do a pro pick. And this week, or this month, I should say, is no different. Uh, we were able, I was able to come up with one, and he sent in his pick for the month. So here it is. Last month, our pro pick was one that Eric chose. He asked me how many games the Houston Rockets would win during the Western Conference Finals. It was a little bit of revenge from the month before when I gave him a 25% chance of picking the right answer. He gave me a 20% chance last month, uh, so he got back at me on that. I picked two games, and the Rockets won three. So I lose. He wins. We are now 11-11 in our Pro Pick Challenge ongoing pro pick challenge and for a while there he was up quite a bit uh, but after 22 of these now we are tied at 11 and 11 so even though eric is not here we're still going to do the pick uh, we did this one last year for the summer and we are going to do it again this year because uh, it works and uh, it's one that uh, we don't have to come back to every month uh, over the summer so here it is it's simple Will the Minnesota Lynx win the WNBA title again this year? Pretty simple, right? Straightforward. All right, so here was what Eric's response was. And he says, and I quote, Of course it would be nice that the Lynx could win another WNBA title, 
but their point guard is stretched too thin with recruiting and planning for her new coaching gig at the U of M, and it is hard to repeat. They never have and won't this year, so no, they won't win a title this year. So we're kind of flipping roles this month. I think I'm getting to him because he would normally be the positive voice on the local sports team. But he is also knows uh, not to just pick with your heart, but to pick with your head as well. So we'll see how that goes. But I think I'm finally rubbing off on him. And he said, no, they will not win a WNBA title. So that gives me that they will. So I'm going to run with it. Of course, I think they will. It's the Lynx. Come on. I know their season so far hasn't been what uh, people thought, but uh, they'll they'll turn it around, get a couple more big wins, and uh, we will have the WNBA champion Minnesota Lynx once again here in Minnesota. All right, so just a little preview on what is going to be happening uh, next week and in the summer and beyond. Uh, this is going to be the final regular show of 651 Sports Update for the season. Uh, next week, uh, June 10th, at 10 a.m., I will have an author in the studio with me. Her name is Ellie Rosher. She wrote a book called Play Like a Girl, and her book is about a all-girls soccer academy in Nairobi, Kenya, uh, that had started uh, in the early 2000s. And there is also a foundation that was started here locally in St. Paul to help support uh, that school. Uh, we will talk about her book and the uh, struggles and what it's like to start an all-girls soccer academy in a country that uh, doesn't always uh, treat uh, girls and women as equals. Um, so we will talk about that. She has been to this soccer academy personally a couple of times, so we're going to talk about her time spent over there and in uh, Nairobi and, and exactly uh, how, how and where you can help uh, this girls' soccer academy uh, by visiting or donating to the foundation here in St. Paul. So we will talk about that next week. I'm pretty excited about that, that she'll be in here all hour from 10 to 11. And before that show starts... You will catch uh, a sports update as far as what has transpired in the state tournaments and the state competitions uh, that will be this week. Uh, we have a couple in golf. We have a doubles team in tennis. Uh, we have girls softball in St. Agnes going to state. Uh, and we also have uh, some athletes in the track and field. So we are not done yet. So you'll catch a sports update, I would guess, probably around the 9.30 time, 9.45, uh, somewhere in there. Um, and then we will go into our special uh, 651 sports update next week. After that, we will be done with 651 sports update, but uh, be sure to check out uh, the summer music show, which starts at 9.30, the Saturday morning sleep-in. Uh, we will get you, uh, have some fun, get you listening to some great local music from bands, locally here uh not just minnesota but actually uh, specifically the twin cities uh with a emphasis on saint paul but uh, we do have some some local artists from minneapolis as well that will be in studio uh and we'll have at least 30 minutes of local music on every show as well so that's the saturday morning sleep in starting june 16th at 9 30. so as we wrap up here 
Uh, I just want to say thanks again for listening to 651 Sports Update slash High School Sports Talk. That's what it was at the beginning of the season before we changed the name at the uh, first of the year. Uh, without you listening and without your support, um, the station and the show does not exist. So thank you very much for tuning in. I have a lot of fun bringing you the sports and stats and scores and uh, stories uh, every week. Uh, so please continue to support the show and our station and all the other shows as well. Uh, if you want more information on our radio station, uh, WFNU.org or like us on Facebook as well. And we will be here uh, for the foreseeable future, and so will this show. So I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for supporting again this season. So with that being said, that's pretty much all we got uh, this week. So on behalf of Eric Erickson, who is not here, thank you very much. Uh, We appreciate uh, your time every week, and we will catch you next week at 10 a.m., on 651 Sports Update.